Hello everyone and welcome to another Game Ranked Quick Look. Today we're going to talk about an Acer laptop and it is quite a confusing one at first because when you take a glance at it, it very much looks like the Swift series, which it actually is. It's called the Acer Swift X, but it is made for something a little bit different than your average Acer Swift because while the Swift series in general are all about like slimming a laptop down as much as is humanly and technologically possible in order to just, you know, save space and weight and bulk. Well, the Swift X actually beefs a little bit back up in order to give you really impressive internal specifications at a, you know, a, a in a lighter form factor. So I think that is actually a really cool way for Acer to go with the Swift series in general to not just make, you know, we're going like with the Swift 7, for instance, they're just going straight for the thinnest laptop in the world record. But basically being able to say, okay, what can we, if, if we know all, the, all these things, we've learned all these lessons about slimming laptops down, what can we do if we want to add a bit of beefiness to the, uh, the performance that you're supposed to get, but still like maintain all the lessons we've learned. That is the result that we're seeing right here. So the point of the matter is that I'm gonna tell you all about the internal specifications, but the main thing here is because of like a really thin magnesium alloy here, this thing weighs 1.39 kilograms, meaning that this is like MacBook Air territory, like really light and feels really effortless in the hand. I also try putting it in my laptop bag, which I carry to and from work every day. And it is really nothing. Like compared to some of the, like the beefier RTX based laptops that you can get, it is really nothing. It is even like lighter than your average Microsoft Surface laptop because that uses thicker alloys. So that I think is really impressive. And the thing is, while there is a little bit of flex, I mean, that's obvious, you can, you can tell here, there really isn't as much deck flex or screen flex as I thought. So that is two good news, basically. So the thing is, if you go in and you say, okay, I'm interested in the Swift X, but if I'm beefing back up, if I'm thickening back up, what am I getting for that? Well, basically inside here, as you can see from these fancy stickers here on the deck, you get a Ryzen 7 5800U. We've had great experiences with the U um, sort of uh, like limited laptop space, limited heat limited uh, versions of the uh, Ryzen 5 series, 5000 series in laptops. They've given us great performance and has really been able to maintain a great balance of battery life to performance. So having the 5800U in here is really good news. You pair that, by the way, with an RTX 3050 Ti. That is excellent. Those two in a combination with one another is great. And it's something we would be able to expect in the Asus ROG Zephyrus G14 just like a year or two ago. And now we have it in what can essentially almost only be called an Ultrabook. Um, besides that, you get 16 gigs of RAM and a terabyte of NVMe storage. Now you can get different versions of it. There are SKUs of the Swift X, but this one in particular is the one we've been able to focus on. So as I said, 1.39 kilograms for those specifications, and it is just 17.9 millimeters thin. Apart from that, I mean, there is a lot of cool ports here as well. So here we have a Kensington lock, USB type A, 
um, microphone and headphone combination jack, a little uh, battery indicator, which I think is a nice little touch, another USB type A, HDMI, and USB type C, which also works for an external display. So all of that is just really good news. I mean, this is about being a functional sort of versatile piece of hardware. And to me, it just comes swinging out of the gate. And it does continue in here because this keyboard is more springy than I thought you still get like creature comforts like a fingerprint sensor. I would have liked the trackpad to be a bit wider. And to me, uh, I, mean, I, I studied this for a little while, but it's slightly off kilter, which I really don't like. But all in all, it feels like a really nice functional and uh, sort of neatly designed piece of hardware in here as well on the deck. The screen itself is, I wouldn't say it's a letdown. They've been able to fit the webcam. It is almost 16 by 10, but they have made it 14 inches by, again, not going for the 16 by nine aspect ratio and slimming down a bit of the chin. It is there. There's enough space there in order to write Acer in case that you didn't know what kind of laptop you bought. So there's a bit of self-serving marketing there. But again, I would have loved to see it slimmed all the way down, even go something like three by two. Um, but I will say that it is nice that we are getting larger screens from the same lid sizes as, uh, as we were used to. So this particular screen is a matte 1080p narrow bezel display. It's fine. It is around 100% sRGB color gamma covered, which is actually good. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but again, that the display is definitely not the best thing about it. I will say though, because you are artificially limited to 1080p, which I think is fine on a 14 inch display, the 5800U uh, Ryzen 7 and the RTX 3050 Ti should actually be plenty to get respectable frame rates and like pretty solid performance from this machine. Um, Acer themselves say that because they have done something called double ring vent cooling, um, and basically created a bit of extra intake and exhaust. You can see one there, which wouldn't usually be there if we're going for like a semi-passively cooled Ultrabook uh, solution. And also um, a bit of extra here and here, um, which some of us all, also the speakers, obviously. But the point of the matter is that there shouldn't be overheating issues or there shouldn't at least be thermal throttling. Again, we're gonna have to see that in full testing. Um, but then again, you're not really, you're not really giving a lot of the stuff up apart from the screen. So you get Wi-Fi 6, you get Bluetooth 5.0, you get the fingerprint sensor, as I said, you get DTS tuned speakers, uh, and you get the aforementioned port. So really, there's just a bunch of really good news uh, in regards to this, which I am just really happy about. And to see that it isn't heavier or more cumbersome than this is just great. We are expecting long battery life as well, like in excess of 10 hours. The one thing that I can point to, which I'm a tad bit, you know, disappointed by, is that it's not 120 hertz or something like that. I mean, we haven't really explored 90 hertz displays in laptops. That's mainly like a stopgap measure in smartphones before we went to 120 and soon 144. But 90 hertz would have perhaps made sense in some games where the 3050 Ti and the 5800U Ryzen 7 processor could have been able to exceed the 60 hertz of the panel with its frame rate. So again, that's a bit disappointing. But then again, it's around 1300 US dollars, which actually seems rather apt for something that combines the best of both worlds, as Hannah Montana would say, obviously, um, to, to make something that 
could be great. Again, we're gonna have to show you some benchmarks soon and we will return with a full written review. Thank you so much for watching. See you on the next one. Thank <laughs> you.